Welcome to the Rush Valley Podcast. Today, we will be talking about everything outdoors, family, sports, and probably some interesting stories. I am your host, Anders Lance, and today, we are going to be sitting down with a couple hometown buddies and a college teammate at our second annual trout fishing trip here in Wyoming. We're going to recap our fishing slash camping trip out in the mountains. Allow me to introduce the ones and only Carson Johnson, Garrett Model, and once again, Tristan Miller. What's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Why don't we introduce each other? Hey, guys. Tristan here. Glad to be back on with you. What's up, Carson? How's it going? Good to be here. You can scoot up a little closer. Yeah, just, uh, um, you guys don't know me yet, Carson Johnson, 23 years old, grew up in Ellsworth, Wisconsin, good buddies with Anders, um, sports, hunting, fishing, doing just about everything with them, and moved out here to Laramie, Wyoming after I graduated from Madison this past semester, and I'm working out here, and lucky enough to have these guys come out and do a little fishing trip with me. Sweet. Garrett, why don't you say... I'm Garrett. Um, I'm honored to be or join these Ellsworth legends on this trip, and um, I'm college teammate with Anders. And through that, I've met Carson and Tristan, and it's just been a blast. All right. Well, we've had some. Uh, we had an interesting weekend out in the mountains of Wyoming. Some good, some bad, some in between. <laughs> We're we're hurting a little bit here, but how's everyone's summer has been going? Tristan? Good. You're pretty boring now. I guess all you do is work. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to the upcoming season. And a lot of time in a tree. Yeah, you don't have school anymore, so you get to kind of do whatever you want. Pretty much, yeah. How about you, Carson? Been, been busy. Moved out here in June and um, got a puppy a few weeks into being out here, so that's been a experience i got a vishla she's a bird dog her name's mave and um with work and um working out and trying to get out fishing and dealing with her it's been it's been a good time busy but good i'm sure we'll hear a little bit here soon jumping around oh yeah no you'll hear garrett oh you know same schedule as always just kind of wrestling wrestling working here and there lifting getting outdoors when we can Oh, yeah. The grind. <laughs> the busy schedule. Uh, Tristan, before you got here, you, we, we met you in Omaha. You were kind of doing an early season bow hunting trip. Um, talk to us a little bit about kind of where you were and what were you doing? Yeah, I uh, was in northern, northeastern Nebraska. Um, went down to sit opening night, just see what happened, uh, maybe get a velvet, but was more just like pull cameras, see what's going on, see what's out, you know, where they're feeding, what, you know, what food source they're using right now. But um, ended up seeing 10, but none of the ones that we were looking for. Yeah. You had had four cameras out? Yep. You're a little worried about if you had had any on camera or anything. Did you have many deer on camera? <laughs> yeah, I had a little over 10,000 pictures in five weeks. Um, just a couple. Yeah, I, it took me about four hours to look through them all. But, uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's a big buck on every all four properties, and uh, three of the properties have, you know, two or three real good bucks. So should be a good year. I'll be, ba- be back out uh, archery a couple times and then muzzleloader in December. So Sweet. 
Yeah, no, that you had talked that back home before you left, kind of that you wanted to maybe hunt the beans or whatever. And uh, back home, the beans were still pretty green, and a lot of your deer that you were kind of scouting and watching were sitting in the bean fields. And when you kind of got down to Nebraska, they were already turning a little yellow. It weren't uh, didn't know really what to expect, but what did you kind of see where they were? Yeah, so you know, I I do pretty much scouting every night, and yeah, at home, you know, six hours north, they were all on the bean fields, and they're still pretty green. And got down there, and I I could tell they were kind of yellow or whatever, but um, it was just kind of the spot that I had planned out in my head that I was gonna go. So I was like, I'm just gonna stick to it, go to it. And there's an alfalfa field right there, so I could kind of overlook that. And uh, they actually all came out and fed in the alfalfa field, so yeah. good to know. Weren't really expecting that, no. I guess, which, I mean, now you'll know for next time the food sources that you'll hunt, or mm-hmm. depending on the time of the year that you'll go, will determine where you want to hunt, I guess. Yeah, uh, for sure. Carson, you kind of got a, a last-minute hunting trip, I guess, this year now that you were invited to. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, um, fan, my brother's uh, in-laws um, are headed out west, uh Muley hunting in western Nebraska, not too far from Tristan, different different area. But, um, yeah, super excited. When I got out here to Wyoming, I kind of didn't really plan too great. Um, a lot of the state, basically almost all the tags uh, you got to put in for um, in January. So it's kind of disappointing to find out, yeah, I can't really do anything other than fish and some um, small game hunting. So to get invited out, out west, um, western Nebraska, to try to get a muley uh, in November. Should be a good time, week before um, Wisconsin deer hunting, too. So get to see my family, get to see um, brothers-in-laws, and hopefully get some meat in the freezer. And that'll be your first kind of trip hunting out west, I guess? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've never really um, stuck to Wisconsin, basically, growing up, so... It'll be a cool experience, a different area. Don't know any of the land, staying in a motel. Yeah. Typical. You guys are used to it, but um, it'll be my first time, so I'm super pumped. What are your kind of expectations of going going there? I know you said you probably only, you only have a doe tag. Yeah, I, I just got a doe tag. Um, my dad, my, my dad, my uncle, and then um, my brother's um, brother-in-law and father-in-law all have buck tags. They're going out. Thursday night, going to scout Thursday night, Friday, and then um, hunt Saturday, Sunday. So I know I'll be kind of last priority, but um, having a doe tag, I feel like I got a pretty good good opportunity to put down a a nice doe. So that should be hopefully a good deal for me. And then you get to kind of be a camp bitch, I guess. Yeah. Back out some, hopefully some big bucks. Pretty much. Youngest, most in shape. I got to put a lot of weight on my back. Hopefully. Um, so really the reason that we kind of came here and we what we wanted to talk about was, was our fishing trip. I'm kind of laughing because it was kind of, it went well right away. Got out here, drove 13 hours, picked up Carson and Laramie, drove out to our fishing spot, uh, set up camp. It was pretty dark. We just kind of looked at the river when we got down there 
And I guess I kind of have some notes here of what I want to talk about. But compared to last year, I was a little worried when we got down to the fishing or down to the river just because of I looked at the water levels, and they're, I'd, I'd say they're probably four or five feet lower this year. You could see on the rocks uh, where the water was in previous years or maybe even this spring earlier. But what, what did you think that kind of affected down there um, versus last year? the the water levels of the river yeah no um last year it was like andrew said probably up four or five feet i think it was kind of a heavy rain year last year when we were down there and we were also there um early july so that maybe made a difference the algae right when we got there that was a big concern i'd i'd been out there about a month earlier and i knew the water level was a lot lower but um i had good success catching fish um, just in a little shallower water than usual, mm-hmm. but the um, the algae right away and the weeds uh, was concerned. We had a couple spots scoped out right away um, that we could try out other than this one area, but um, yeah, the weeds just made it impossible um, to yeah really do really do what we were planning to do based off last year. And some of the spots were just you, you, there was ten fifteen feet of algae and um weeds where you couldn't even get out there even when we were walking in the water it's just unfishable almost yeah and even in the shallow spots of last year that was like super low this year i mean it was yeah. like unfishable uh spots where it was foot or the less re- yeah and last water. year at least those spots were we were able to fish the stretch is probably what a half a mile a quarter mile and yeah, we were able yeah. to fish the entire thing last year and this year we were only able to fish really two holes i mean the yeah. whole time in that in in that in that spot two but, solid holes but yeah, yeah two two um spots that really um really were cut back with what we wanted to be able to do yeah i mean we, were we caught fish hanging out there um most of the trip and then we ended up kind of diverting our plans a little bit yeah more than no, we after, thought we would after the first morning or that night i guess we kind of talked about we'd maybe leave if if the fishing wasn't good and we were kind of concerned. We we drove 20 minutes to fish another spot, and right away, uh, Tristan, you caught a couple of fish that were really nice, so our, our hopes were up, and then it was kind of slow. The algae was the same thing. The waters were kind of shitty. Um, but then, you know, we went back to camp and figured that maybe we could, uh, we could pack up and head over there, but we, we tried fishing at our main campsite, and we caught like four or five fish right away that were well over 20. So we kind of were stuck in our tracks whether what we wanted to do or not, but we did it, We did decide to pack up and head over, I guess we can say, the Miracle Mile, um, which is the North Platte. Yes. Yeah, that's the North Platte River. Um, so we camped there, which we had a good, a good setup there. Um, we had a campfire ring, bathroom there, no shower, so we kind of stunk like shit, but... We had a good Garrett setup. Did. Garrett, yeah. yeah. Garrett's always raunchy. Um, no. But uh, we we had different you know species this year than we did uh, from most years. Last year we caught, you know, I guess, uh, brown trout, uh, rainbow trout, and, and we caught a walleye last year. And uh, this year Tristan caught a brown right away, which was, I think, our only one. I think it was the only brown, yeah. yeah. And then uh, we we all caught 
our fair share of rainbows. And then Garrett caught, I guess, a dinosaur. Yeah. You want to tell him what you caught? Uh, yeah, so I caught a carp, which was pretty surprising. Um, I'd never caught a carp before, and then uh, just coming out here and catching one was was, was pretty awesome. Took about 15 minutes trying to get in. Um, hooked it in the top dorsal top, fin. Yeah, top dorsal fin. Uh, and as soon as I had kind of snagged it, it taken off and... Swam downriver. Yeah, probably a good, I don't know. 100 yards. Yeah, and sat there and got a nice bicep pump trying to reel that thing in. And <laughs> once we finally got it in... It is ginormous. Yeah. Hot, yeah. I don't know. 30-pounder. Like, yeah. 25 at least. Yeah. <laughs> Big cart. We'll, we'll put some pictures on. Um, but, yeah, no, compar- comparative to last year, I mean, fish size... I would say we're similar. I mean, Tristan wasn't here last year. It was just Carson, Garrett, and I. Um, but when Tristan caught that first fish when we were unpacking the truck, he was like, <laughs> I mean, you said, like, my trip's already made. Like, Yeah, biggest, fit, biggest trout I ever caught. What, second cast, too? Yeah, 22-inch <laughs> brown. Never broke the 20-inch mark before with a trout, so. You got hit on your first cast, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got hit right away, and then next cast, tied into one, and. They fight. Yeah. It's a big fish on a little rod. Especially when the rapids are going that yeah, that fast. And a lot of fun. It, it's different from fishing just a regular panfish or bass. Well, or, even, you know, we obviously grew up right by the Rush River, and, you know, Rush River is a world-class trout stream. Been fishing that since I was six year, eight years old, and I've, I've never done anything like it is out here. Yeah, it's... It's different. We told them that when we were on our way out. We told them, you know, we didn't know what to expect really, but that if you do catch a rainbow, it's it's going to be a, a different fight than really you've ever had, I guess. Carson, oh, yeah. what do you compare it to? It's nothing, nothing like it, really. I don't know. That's like just a twenty-five like, pound weight sitting on the bottom of the river. It's an angry, angry, pissed off twenty-five pound <laughs> weight that uh, it's trying to get away for its life. It won't quit. Just. No quitting those things. You gotta, you gotta work them before they they're gonna quit. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Who caught the coolest fish? I'd have to say that hybrid that Garrett caught. Oh yeah, um, the second morning was. Probably I haven't seen a picture of that. We need to compare that to something. It, I think you it's know, like a, it almost has a little cutthroat, um, but it's got some like rainbow, you know, characters in it. But it's just gold. At, but it doesn't have the full red belly like a yeah. like a usual cut or a cutthroat usually higher in the mountains. Um, I don't know, not necessarily. I think yeah, but um, yeah, I caught a cutthroat up by uh, Jackson Hole when I went up there. Yeah. yeah, um, I know they're around here, but um, I know they're not like the you don't just go out catch yeah, cutthroat <laughs> yeah. at a mile. I've really. caught some in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, um, which is you know up high elevation but yeah yeah i'm not sure garrett kind of struggled first day and then all of a sudden second day he kicked everyone's ass with, with <laughs> yeah, fish I, he was in a walleye. <laughs> uh, day two at noon it was garrett four everybody else zero <laughs> i know i don't i think yeah that no i forgot that he caught that fish now that i think about it um between that and the sucker i don't i don't know or the carp yeah yeah I don't know which one I like better. Which fight know. was better? <laughs> <laughs> that carp was something else. I'm sure. Garrett's the type where his pull is 
dang near bent in half, and he's been fighting it for a minute or so. And then he's <laughs> like, I think I got one. Pretty, pretty big. Um, I, I got something on. Yeah. We were trying to record some of the catches on, on camera, and then all of a sudden, Garrett's, there's a fish splashing five feet from his feet, and we're like, we're like thanks for telling us, Garrett, you got a fish on. Garrett's fighting a 30-pound carp, and three Wisconsin boys are chest deep in the water making sure we don't lose it. Yeah, people are probably probably looking across the river like, what the hell are these guys doing? Um, Last year we kind of talked about what we we use for tackle and whatnot. Um, I know this year really one thing worked kind of the best. I know we tried a bunch of different stuff, but... What what was your kind of favorite thing to use this year? Um, well, right away I had on a rainbow. Um, it's a dynamite rapalos. Dynamic. Dynamic rapala. Yeah. Um, right away I had a a rainbow one on, and I caught that you know that big brown right away. Um, and then I think like five minutes after I caught that fish, I casted that lure off, and. Uh, Ended up switching to a different rainbow one. Um, fished with that the rest of the day. Caught a couple. Went to day two. Everybody else, I think, were using the the brown, the gold brown. And uh, it clearly just outfished everything else. I, t- I tied on spinners and, you know, five, six different colored Rapalos. Um, and uh, it just, it outfished everything, for sure. How about you, Carson? Yeah, I... I found those uh, dynamic or yeah dynamic lures last year I think and had really good success with them and I know we we tried them out last last year too and had good success but like just this this year out here it was the only thing that we could get anything to bite on just about it was um, the the brown gold brown trout and then the red trout I had a lot of Tristan and I both had a lot of success with the red trout yeah. Um, yeah, just solid lures, really good movement. Um, hard to hard to complain about the um, the lures, and they did all the work for us. Really, we we're just throwing it out there. Yeah, they just have such good play, you know. You know, you don't have to you know do anything except just slowly reel, and they uh, you know they have great head. Yeah. It's like a head movement. Yeah, thing. they really you know jet back and forth. Gear, you kind of brought that. What did you bring one of those for last year? Yeah, I had gotten the I had only had the brown trout one um coming last year. And I I don't know I don't know if I started with that right away or just kinda decided to try it out and then had a bunch of luck and then figured I'd invest in a few other ones and they seemed to work out. And I didn't have any luck with anything other than the brown trout. I fished with the rainbow the first day and didn't catch anything. Lost two and then put on the brown and had much better success. Well, you outfished us all last year, I would say, using that yeah. uh, gold-brown. We were all trying a bunch of different stuff, trying to figure them out, and you, I think you kind of stuck true to that thing and yeah. worked out. Yeah, it paid off. Old faithful. I did I did catch that one rainbow on that pink one. Yeah. Pink oh, yeah. dynamic, was, but yeah. fish yeah. for an hour. Fish for <laughs> I uh, tied it on, got one bite, and I was determined I wasn't taking it <laughs> off until I landed one. So that's yeah. what I did. <laughs> um, did your dad, Garrett? Did your dad have that in his like tackle bot? Uh, I don't. I don't. He had given it to me. I don't remember if he had had it or 
if he had found it, kind of walking through Cabela's when I told him they were going to Wyoming. Um, but yeah, not really no one giving it to me. Before yeah, he's like try this thing out. Um, I don't know. I think the success comes from like the almost like airbrushed yeah. like look to them. They're so realistic. Yeah, they're so they're much not, different than a rap Yeah, they're not they're, very plasticky. No, they are. They are just. They're not like as shiny. They're a little more dull, mm-hmm. and they have like actual real eyes. It looks like yeah, um, yeah. They're um, not just painted on. No, I. And I've used those back home in Wisconsin. They work just as good um i know we talked about we want to keep doing this i got a kind of a goal that i want to catch 50 trout in 50 states which i don't know if it's doable but um what would be your next uh destination tristan to go somewhere um i don't know i i think uh you know uh, montana idaho would be a lot of fun um you know, a lot of those west uh, these western states would be great. I mean, even you know, obviously Oregon and Washington and all them. But you yeah. know, I just think um, you know, I kind of got a an in to a really good spot in Montana up by Glacier, and uh, I think it could be a good spot to go. You know, in the upcoming years. Mm-hmm. How about you, Carson? Yeah, well, uh, if you had to pick one spot, the tough. next spot. I mean, I think Montana is going to – Tristan's Tristan's plug with Montana is kind of a go-to. I know I had mentioned uh, to you the Kenai in Alaska. Yeah. But I feel like you kind of got to work up to that. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't want to go straight to – straight to The best uh, of the best. Yeah. <laughs> I, but that's something I can do in probably five years or something like that when we get a little established, get a little older, take a flight out there or something like that. I think that would be fun, but – yeah, Montana, Idaho, um, Tristan kind of said it. Those are kind of want to hit up these western states, see what the see what the real deal is out here. Obviously, Wyoming's got it. They, they yeah. got the big rainbow. Those are my my go to. But um, I kind of want to check out check out these other western states before I hit anywhere else. Up. It's hard to fish anywhere else though when you're yeah. catching yeah. such big fish. You know, one thing I think that Wyoming does great here is their size limits yeah you know they they're truly creating a trophy trout stream by making it 18 inches or 20 inches on the other stream just to be able to keep one Mm -hmm. you know just right there you know you're you're yeah giving yourself a head start for trophy trout yeah yeah we saw i mean we saw a lot of people on the rivers drivers from place to place people fishing all over and just and the group of us you know we caught over five, you know, six, seven, eight, twenty, over twenty inch fish. I mean, yeah. that's that's crazy. Yeah, to me it is. I guess. How about you, Garrett? Where do you want? Uh, I'd second a lot of the states that Tristan and Carson mentioned. Um, I mean, aside from their trout streams that they have, like the views that there is there. It's yeah, just for sure. Incredible, and it's just glacier something cool. different. Yeah. Yeah, I have some notes in my. Every time I see kind of a cool place or maybe someone posts something on Instagram, I always put down a location if they have it on there where I want to go. And there's been a few. Uh, I think Utah was one of them. Yeah, um, that'd be cool too. Michigan, there was a trout stream that I saw someone was catching some big uh, fish, but I, I wouldn't be opposed to any of those other states either. That's they're all they're all good they're all good states to to fish and eventually hopefully we can all go there someday 
Yeah. Looking for that uh, 24-incher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say something about that, Carson? Yeah, just uh, kind of set a set a goal at 24. Obviously, different states, it's different size fish, but um, I'm living out here in Wyoming. Last year we got, I think we topped out at a 21-inch rainbow, and over 20 is a considered trophy in Wyoming, and I said the only way I'm putting one on the wall is if it's over 24, and that's kind of been the been the goal moving forward. We got a 22-incher in, not myself, uh, Garrett, I think, or, yeah, yeah. Garrett and Tristan, did you? I got a 22-inch brown, he had a 22-inch yeah, rainbow. Yeah, we had two at 22, which, whether it's rainbow or brown, I could care less. I'd, I'm a rainbow guy, like I said, but, um, yeah, getting a 24-incher on the wall would be something special you don't. I feel like you could probably fish every year there and maybe maybe once in a lifetime get a 24-incher. They don't make them like that. But. So the one that's swimming in the river right now with your apple is sticking out of them. How big is he? <laughs> yeah, I had a, <laughs> last, or, yeah, the last what hour we were fishing, I had a, had a big one on. Kind of saw, saw the glimmer of the rainbow as it turned and we've seen a bunch of 20 inches i knew it was over 20 at least and it ripped my lure right off and i knew i had that thing tied on and it was pulling drag and i had just tightened my drag so i knew if if something's pulling drag it's a it's a big one and of course just pulled it right off my my lucky lure so that thing's got that thing hopefully in its mouth and i'm planning on going back out there to get it whether it's this year later or next year make yeah. it make it back out and get that thing oh, yeah hopefully um i have another question what what uh what would you advise someone to bring on a camping slash fishing trip if they did kind of three or four days in the mountains what would you advise them to bring with for gear maybe one or two things well obviously um a good set of waders you know Water's cold, and uh, <laughs> there's Maeve yeah. making her presence known. Um, yeah, I'd say a good pair of waders, um, it, you know, is obviously going to be really key. Um, you know, make sure you got some dynamics in the tackle box. You know, if you're a fly fisherman, just, you know, be ready to tie on a lot of stuff. Find what works and stick to it. You know, it's not it's not going to be one after another. Um one thing I'd say with the 18, 20 inch limit, you know, those are bigger fish, but they're older fish. So you're fishing for smarter, older fish. You know, it's not at home where you're, you know, in these little trout streams where you're going to sit and pull in eight inches one after another. Yeah. You know, you're going to work a little harder for them, but it's worth it. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I'd say is if you're bringing food out after our experience, probably make sure it's cold. You know, keep ice on it, make sure nothing's getting warm, and to try to avoid some food poisoning. Carson? Uh, yeah, Tristan hit some good ones. I would say my biggest one, um, going, going into this year from last year, uh, I invested in a pretty, pretty nice Cabela sleeping bag um, the first year I went out. Even though I was interning out here, had a job, was living in Wyoming, I uh, didn't have too nice of a sleeping bag and kind of just came out with a old crappy one that I used at middle school and high school and tried to use that and failed to 
check that it gets down to about 25, 30 degrees out here, whether you like it or not. Gets chilly, so I invested in a nice sleeping bag. That would be my number one. Uh, number two, bring bring a cast iron. That's uh, that's a clear, just go to, easy to cook on the fire. Always tastes good. Uh, we made some skillet potatoes. Really hit the spot. Really, you can do, you can make anything in that thing. I'm I'm a I'm a big cast iron guy, and you guys know that. But um, for sure, yeah, those are my two. How about you, Garrett? Um, I'd say, well, kind of piggybacking off what Carson said, but when I was laying awake, freezing last night, my toes were felt like they were going to fall off. Um, I'd kind of thought of, like, maybe those, like, stick-on, like, hot packs that you can kind of put on, like, a pair of socks or something, stick those on, or, like, they make those, like, rubber water things that you can pour hot water in. Maybe throw that in the bottom of your sleeping bag just to keep your toes warm down there. Um, and then also just like some chapstick and like yeah v- uh, Vaseline or lotion because the weeds like dried our like legs and hands out like oh and then the wind's out constantly getting oh, pounded yeah. with wind is just make sure you have something to and we were in the water too yeah. so we're getting dried out and whatnot so yeah you don't realize I mean it gets the wind but then also it gets eighty degrees at by noon and. Yeah. By midnight, it's it's 25 degrees. There's a 50 plus temperature degree difference, and it's September. Like yeah. it's it's a it's a different world out here, really, when it comes to weather. Yeah, yeah don't short yourself on clothes. No, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. The first night it started raining, and there was nothing in the forecast. When we yeah, hit us and you know sunny when we got there, and 20 minutes later it's getting dark and some lightning. Um. Did we have any really surprises this year? Besides when we showed up to the river and it was kind of low, it was kind of a bummer. Um, I mean, we figured it out, but kind of sucked when we showed up and the river was a lot lower than we expected. We were able to fish the whole thing, and then this year we didn't we didn't know what we were going to kind of do. And last last year, even when we first started fishing at Fremont Canyon, we kind of had to figure out how to how to. Uh, catch the fish we were struggled right away and then we kind of figured out um i guess you could say the technique of it and then we started really catching fish were there any surprises to you guys i don't know tristan you weren't here last year but i mean i was kind of surprised uh last year we were out here like i said uh early july it was guide boats just everywhere just um it was unbelievable how many guide boats how many different people were on the river whereas this year miracle mile labor day weekend i was thinking this is going to be packed yeah going to be tough it's going to be tough to find a spot it's going to be tough to uh fish how we how we do where we walk maybe a mile mile and a half goes like um but we really did there wasn't really much traffic on the on the river there was people camping but yeah as for fishermen for miracle mile for labor day weekend i I just, I mean, maybe the locals know better with the weeds and algae. They think it's crappy fishing, but yeah. to us Wisconsin boys, I mean, like, I could care less. We're going to try our best and figure it figure out and it find out. something. Yeah, sure. The dogs are barking, I guess, outside. Um, I guess we got, we figured out probably to, I don't know if it's to keep our, our uh, coolers cold with ice and whatnot, but um, we kind of had a little incident. 
I think it was last night when we were sitting around the fire, and I was like, I'm going to go to bed here soon. It was 11 o'clock, and um, I was like, my stomach kind of hurts. And everyone's like, oh, well, quit, being a ch- you know, quit being a pussy. You just... Let's let's stay out here for a little longer. It's your last night, you know. Blah, blah. Birthday. I was like, yeah, I was like, no, I'm, I'm I'm going to bed. Like I, I I feel like crap, and I laid down. And everyone was like, all right, you know, like I can go to bed too. And I I think it was maybe eleven o'clock when we laid down, and I woke up at twelve thirty, and my mouth started getting watery, and I was like, there's no way. I was like, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't. You know. I didn't think I was like sick. And I went outside and I I threw up like three or four times. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" So I went back to bed. Another hour later, I woke up, puked again. I did that four or five times, and each time I had to do that, I had to take a shit too. <laughs> like every time, I would run to the bathroom or I'd puke. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And about like the third or fourth time, Garrett came out, joined me, and he was puking. And I was like, "What is going on?" And Tristan finally was like, are you all right? And I was like, I don't, I have no clue what's going on. I was like, I don't know if it's food poisoning or what. But finally, I think it was like, what, 6 o'clock, Carson came out. He, and you'd said, like, I don't mean to be rude, but, like, I hope I hope nothing happens to me. And, like, 6 o'clock, he came out, and you started puking, too. And it was, like, same exact thing. But Tristan, I mean, Tristan, you were fine. Yep. But it was like, we went through everything. We were like, what, what could it be that... You know, we, <laughs> that we got, it was, maybe it wasn't cool enough. I don't, I don't know. We went through everything thinking we couldn't find, we couldn't figure out. There was nothing that you three ate that I didn't yeah, exactly. for me to not get sick. It was just kind of throwing a wrench and, you know, and everything we were trying to put together. And there was nothing that really wasn't on ice or like in a cooler the whole time where it was like in a, in a position where maybe it would get bacteria or something like that. Like we were pretty... I feel like we were pretty clear cut with um, how we were storing our food, and we, you guys went to pick yeah. up ice. Yeah, we um, went and got ice on Friday. Yeah. yeah, and my cooler was solid with ice throughout, so it's just one of those things, mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that actually happens. I mean, if you've ever had food poisoning, you know how it feels. But that was miserable, and yeah. <laughs> we're still sitting here. Our heads hurt, stomachs hurt. Just had our first meal like an hour ago. And I, I mean, I still feel kind of like shit, but it was, it sucked. I don't wish that on anyone. Well, we're twelve hours out of it. When you wake up every hour, like on the dot, you roll over and your mouth is just watering. Yeah, I try and find the tent zipper. Yeah, the, dark, the dogs running around. Yeah, Maeve was going at every little pile of puke she could, and then <laughs> she's trying to lick your face afterwards. Like, get the heck out of here! What are you doing? No. I, that sucked. That that I mean I'm I don't wish that on anyone, like I said, but that kinda put a damper on the trip a little bit. And good thing it was the last day of us fishing, otherwise if it was the first day it would have been a miserable few days, but um I don't know, I had a good time fishing out here. Uh school starts soon, so it's also a good time to get a little vacation in before school starts. Um after this year, I mean, Garrett and I graduate, so it's kind of our last summer little trip as little kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a good time. I don't know about you guys. It was a blast. I, I'm definitely gonna can't wait till next year. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of where we go, it'll be 
It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be a blast no matter. Keep, keep her going. You got anything else to say? Keep your food cold? Because <laughs> that sucks. And, and it's, your toes warm. Yeah. It's time for bed. All right, folks, that's all for this podcast. A little recap of our uh, trout fishing trip here. Um, hope you guys all enjoyed this. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rush Valley Podcast. Please give us a follow on Instagram at the Rush Valley Pod. I guess the Rush Valley underscore podcast. Facebook, Rush Valley Podcast. And make sure to check out the website and let me know what you guys think. Peace.